and welcome or welcome back to Fresh Off the Broke. Fresh Off the Broke is about personal experiences growing up Asian American in a predominantly white community, Asian media, and Asian pop culture in general. Race has always been a sensitive topic. Every day, there is debates over race. With our podcast, we intend to shed light on the experiences of first-generation Asian immigrants, not put them on pedestal. We understand that race isn't everything, but there should be an acknowledgement of people of color, the knowledge gap, and the racial divide that will ideally be broken. Now that that's out of the way, let's get into the episode. Today's topic is Asian horror. Mm. <laughs> now, in case you haven't noticed, given the time that this episode is out, it's spooky season. It's Halloween season. It's spooky, scary skeleton. Then shivers shivers. down your side. <laughs> Slam poetry. Yeah, so today we're actually changing our podcast into a slam poetry account. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully everyone's on board. Mm-hmm. Uh, fresh off of the spoke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not kidding. No. So uh, first up, Rihanna will go with her piece and then we'll figure things out from there. I don't know how far we're going with this. Can <laughs> <laughs> I just say that? <laughs> yeah, happy Halloween! Yay! Mm. We, I hope uh, you've been enjoying the spooky music we added to this episode. Yes. Also Very enjoying fun. spooky season. Yes, of course. Because spooky season is not only October 1st. I mean, October 31st, my bad. <laughs> It starts October 1st, for most people. I mean, it's kind of like how some people celebrate Christmas or think about Christmas all year. I do not like that. I don't know how it works, but it's a thing. I I don't like the Christmas season in general, so maybe that's why, but like, come on, y'all. Tone it down. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like the Halloween hype or the period of time it takes for people to let go from the current Halloween is never as extreme as Christmas, you know? Yeah. You don't have people keeping their Halloween tree up until March. Yeah, it's Halloween tree. <laughs> what about it? <laughs> also, like, radios <laughs> start playing Christmas music in November. Like, no. No, no, we're not playing spooky music all of October, all of September. The interesting thing about Halloween music or spooky music is that it's a bit more versatile than Christmas music. Because when you think of Christmas music and stuff like that, it's all snow or they'll explicitly say Christmas. But then... The Monster Mash. <laughs> yeah. You could play that any day. <laughs> and people you like grab the ox, the ox cord. Yeah. You know what I'm playing? The Do Monster the mash. mash. Do the, the Monster middle of June. Mash. The Monster Mash. <laughs> the Graveyard Smash. <laughs> That's as far as I'm going to go with that because I don't actually know the words. So yeah, feel free to tell us what you plan on dressing up 
at this Halloween? Do you have plans? Hopefully they're COVID safe. Yes, please. 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 <laughs> can't do this anymore. Are you doing a horror movie marathon with your friends? Or we with have to rest for that. Also fine. Yeah. Perfectly, perfectly valid. <laughs> Not that you need my validation. <laughs> a random person on an internet podcast. But yes, as you said, we do have some movie recommendations for that. A popular meme that's not necessarily unique to Asian versus non-Asian horror movies. It's more people of color in horror movies versus white people in horror movies. Is that, oh, only white people would go to the basement. Or, oh, only white people would do this and let themselves get killed. Well, the characters, obviously. Yes. And I mean, they're kind of right. Because even if you don't think about it from an audience standpoint... If you look at a lot of Asian horror movies or just non-white horror movies, you'll see that a lot of the times, I mean, there are cheesy horror movies as well, but a lot of the time, the horror or the thing that follows, you know, the, the dreadful situation or whatever thing is haunting the person appears in more creative or threatening ways. Yeah. You know, it's not just they're in the basement. It could be they're in the basement and behind you. Yeah. Or they're in the basement and you have to go in the basement. There is no choice. Yeah. Or they're in the basement, but so is everyone else. And so are you. Oh, wait, you're already in the basement. <laughs> you know, there's just all these. The basement isn't really a plot device, at least from my experience in a horror movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've been in many. You can check my IM, IMDb yeah. that I don't have. <laughs> yeah, I think instead of basements, it's schools. Which, you know, you can't really afford, I mean, afford. <laughs> Avoid going to school. Mm -hmm. I guess in a way you could say that could be slightly cultural. Yeah. Because, you know, mono-minority myth. I mean, that's, mono-minority myth is more of a thing that's experienced by non-quote-unquote mainland Asians. But generally because of the importance that's put on school yeah. by the Asian community. Feelings associated with school are often, you know, dread, fear, you're anxious, not very positive feelings. Mm -hmm. And so I think it kind of makes sense that school could be a really popular one. Yeah, it's very much just like, Anxieties over school personified in a horror movie. Mm -hmm. And, you know, speaking of key things in horror movies, you know, we have school. That's a reoccurring theme. Scary mm -hmm. young girls with long black hair. That's a theme. Or that's a mm -hmm. key thing in horror movies, in Asian horror movies. 
Mm-hmm. There's also, as we mentioned a little er- uh, a little earlier, a bigger emphasis on atmosphere. So setting up the background and less jump scary scenes and less slasher type films and more of building up to something that makes the hairs on your arm stand up type thing. Mm-hmm. This is something that I've always said to people and I still stand by it. We're, we're just a little messed up as people, you know? We're a little tra- traumatized as people. So we make amazing horror movies. <laughs> I stand by that, kind of. Listen, think about all the... All the th- Asian thrillers or like just Asian-directed thrillers. Mm-hmm. They're yeah, all the so messed up. Yeah. Like Parasite? Come on now. Yeah. Only, <laughs> only an Asian could think of that. Yeah, for real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And of course, there, there are plenty of great American uh, horror movies. Although, there is something to say. I was going to say, the examples I was going to put out were, you know, like us, mm-hmm. but that's, that's made by a non-white person, so I'm yeah. really just reinforcing the point that we're... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, also, like... Listen, us people of color, <laughs> this is a coping mechanism. <laughs> We've been through it. Yeah. That's why our horror movies are so great. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um, I think also Asian movies, they talk more about folk legends, while Western horror movies create legends. Does that make sense? Yeah, I can I can totally get behind that. I mean, I think you've seen more horror movies than I have, but I definitely can see what you're talking about, because when you think about American horror movies, you know, the classics, a lot of them are characters yeah, that were made up uh, for the movie. Yeah. And I mean, you know, there's there's tons of urban, urban legends, that's what I wanted to say. Yeah. Urban legend, like, I don't know, the boogeyman. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> With Asian horror, they do like taking inspiration or basically just using certain folk legends because I guess, excuse me, it sets up a little bit more realism in a way. Mm-hmm. And it kind of sucks you in a little bit more yeah. in the movie. It's like, oh, I mean, this is kind of a thing that's been talked about. Yeah. It's it's less of a setting up background for a story that like has no background information mm-hmm. and more taking things that you already have heard stories about and mm-hmm. amplifying that. Right. Mm-hmm. Because instead of learning, oh, so that's why, Yeah. I don't know, Jason's this way, yeah. you kind of 
already know? I mean, there definitely are going to be people that aren't familiar with certain folk legends, but you definitely know a little bit. And they play with that. They they work on that. They work with that really well. And they also incorporate new interesting elements or they add different plot points that might have not existed in the folk legend. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really cool. I mean, this isn't an Asian horror movie, but, you know, we, we talked about Trece. Yes. That's a, that's a huge based on folk legends kind of thing. Yeah. Straight up and, just using folk legends. Pretty <laughs> and if I may, if I may, just if we can have a little moment to flex. <laughs> oh, God. The writer followed us on Instagram. Oh. <laughs> Shout out. So, one last key difference between Asian and Western horror movies would be the antagonists. So, for example, in Western movies such as Friday the 13th, sorry, um, Nightmare on Elm Street, movies like that, slasher type movies. Mm -hmm. Generally, the antagonists are all male. And generally, as well, their victims are females. Because, you know, Jason, um, what's his face? Uh, Freddy mm -hmm. Krueger, yes, mm -hmm. yes. Uh, Ghostface, all males. Yeah, but, I mean, even when you think yeah. of American horror movies in general, the ones that do come to mind have male main characters. Even uh, recent ones, you know, you think of It, the, the clown, oh, yeah. a male clown. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Generally, all male. Mm hmm But for Asian horror movies a lot of the antagonists are female. So, for example, mm -hmm. in uh, The Grudge, in Eerie. Stuff Girl like from that. Nowhere. I mean, that's not a movie, but Girl from Nowhere. Yeah. Actually, she's not really an antagonist. She, in a way, she's like an anti-hero, but she kind of really is the hero because she's going after the bad people. Yeah. Yeah. But it still fits into the whole, you know trope mm. yeah also other movies other things that we've mentioned are also female antagonists but i'm not gonna say because that's a spoiler even though it's kind of obvious it's not a spoiler but yeah if you watch the spoiler trailer, for some yeah and then not really a spoiler for some others yeah yeah i think that's that's an interesting thing to note, though. Like, when we were creating this list of differences, like, I was like, oh, yeah, that is true. I never really made that connection that antagonists in Western movies are male and in Eastern movies are female. Mm -hmm. And that's not to say that all Western horror movies uh, don't have female antagonists. I mean, there's a Carrie. Yeah, Carrie. That's considered want a classic but that's more of a occasional thing you know that's not 
the quote-unquote industry norm, industry standard, or however you like to name it. And the thing with Asian horror movies is that the victims could really be anyone. Yeah. And, of course, in Western horror movies, the victims aren't always female. But, I don't know, the variety isn't all there. Yeah. And that's also, not and that's not to say that you know representation for the sake of representation is more yeah, like yeah. an observational thing because a point that a lot of people make that I don't disagree with is that you know these people of color have always existed right like mm-hmm. they didn't just pop out of nowhere mm-hmm. and so sh- story wise it's not unrealistic to just have a character that's a person of color and I don't mean a token person of color I just mean you know like they were there yeah yeah they existed in insert year you know mm-hmm. what was the point you were gonna make um I think also this is a whole other thing that could be a, a, its own podcast but <laughs> yeah Western horror movies are very sexual, like, sex-driven. Especially slasher-type horror films, which I never really understood. I mean, I get it in the sense that, like, it's a thing, but I also don't understand. I mean, psychologically, there's whole background information on that, but, like, that's not really a thing in Asian horror movies. Yeah, it, yeah, at least it's not as common. Yeah, like they they do they do have some yeah, yeah. metaphors or some very gruesomely sexual things. Yeah. It's just that um western sexual horror movies are very sensationalized. Yeah, you're not wrong about that. I you saying this is making me think of some random clips I might have come across on yeah. social media. Okay. So let's get into them. So, when you think of Asian horror, what comes to mind? I'm going to give you a couple seconds to respond to my question. Not Tiffany. You, the viewer, or you, the listener. Dora style. Yeah. Wow, that's a great answer. (laughs) That sounds so sarcastic. (laughs) Well, for me, something that I think about are black-haired girls with the hair directly in front of their face. Do you know what I'm talking about? Because this is very popular in Asian horror. For example, The Ring, The Grudge, movies like that. It seems to be like the key ghost. Yeah, the staple girl with extremely long dark hair, white clothing. Yeah after you yeah reaching out to you mm-hmm. a young girl or a teenager like I don't know why but that is terrifies me <laughs> yeah something about it yeah and that is coming from a, an Asian girl with long black hair <laughs> are you trying to tell us something seven days no <laughs> I'm kidding I'm gonna run away. (laughs) (laughs) And that was the last you ever heard of Tiffany. (laughs) Yeah. 
In fact, this podcast episode never aired. Yeah. No, I'm knocking on wood right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> We're keeping that in the episode. <laughs> Me knocking on wood. Everyone do that right now. I apologize. I'm giving you a couple of seconds. Putting a curse on everybody, even though I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. But yeah, Fair seven enough. days. Seven days for you to like this episode, or else. (laughs) (laughs) You sound like chain mail. (laughs) Yeah, but in all seriousness, that is something, that is a key part of Asian horror, and it still gets me to this day. Don't know why. Don't know why it gets me in the first place, but I'm scared of that. So another movie that has, you know, your typical scary Asian girl (laughs) is called Eerie. It's on Netflix. It's a Filipino horror movie. And I have watched it. And so have I. Yes. Just a disclaimer. It is your very stereotypical horror movie. Like you could predict the whole thing. You can predict the types of jump scares, all of this. But I don't know. There's something about it that, like, I really like it. Mm-hmm. It's scary. It's scary to me. Yeah, I've seen it. And it definitely isn't, you know, the most groundbreaking horror movie. Yeah. But it's kind of interesting. Yeah. And I appreciate that they're including non-traditional Asian countries media onto Netflix, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think um, this movie, when it came out, I remember it was getting a bit of attention. I saw some people, like, sharing this article that was like, after you watch this Filipino horror movie, you're going to be sleeping with the lights on. Which, oh, you yeah? know, it's it's not that groundbreaking, as you said, but, like, I remember people sharing this article, so. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you know about how long ago it came out? Um, I will double check. It came out in 2019. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so, I mean, it speaks to the longevity of this whole spooky Asian girl. Kind of yeah. Show. yeah. And I mean, sure. I, also, I also have an example that conveniently is on Netflix. It's a Thai show called girl from nowhere and it's basically about this ghost girl could I say that supernatural type girl yeah 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 we'll we'll put it that way and what she does is she goes after bad people and kind of I don't want to say seeks vengeance on them because it's not necessarily that they did something to her, but she's basically helping the victims of those people and giving them, quote-unquote, what they deserve. Mm. And at the time that this came out, this came out really recently. It was, let me see, 2000... Season 2 came out in 2021. Season 1 came out in 2018. So the second season is very recent. Mm -hmm. The second season came out on Netflix, which was when it really blew up. Yeah. 
And at the time, there were a ton of people obsessed with the main actress. You know, she's very talented. And they loved the character and this persona of this very badass Asian girl mm. that is defeating all these, not defeating, but going after all these bad people. I mean, in the most traditional sense, kind of like how people love Peter, um, not Peter Pan, Robin Hood. (laughs) (laughs) Not Peter Pan. Close enough. (laughs) No. (laughs) I mean, yes. Stealing from the rich and giving to the poor. And the show, it deals with a lot of really serious issues within this one location. Like, it'll talk talk about uh, traumatic things, little things, and it's a it's a really interesting show. Moving slightly away from the scary Asian girl, and I'm I'm slightly we'll get into that. Tiptoeing. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, there is this Korean found footage style horror movie that Tiffany and I watched together. Actually, um, it's called The Goat or the G O A T Gonjiam. I, I'm probably butchering that. Haunted Asylum. And there is a slight aspect of scary Asian girl in this, but it's not the main focus. Um, and even though I say that, it still scared me a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you may remember this from a past episode. We brought it up when we were talking about Asian media in general. Mm-hmm. But this movie... I mean, the thing with horror movies is that there's so many of them and you can only do horror in so many ways, right? But then it's interesting to see some of these directors and some of these writers take or just like little ways to try to make them a bit different or a bit more creative. Hmm. For example, and I won't spoil anything, but there were some scenes in this movie where they definitely use a really interesting like lingering technique. I I don't know uh, film terminology, so I'll just put this the way I I perceive it. But they use really interesting just like silent pauses or Mm -hmm. drawn out uh, waiting. And And you would be looking at something really creepy Mm. Or you wouldn't even maybe notice that first. Like, there was there was a scene where there was a very scary thing. I'm saying this very vaguely because <laughs> you know I don't want you to be spoiled, but also yeah, I just don't want to spoil anything. Mm. So there was there was something really creepy standing somewhere, and the thing is, you know, some people they probably would have noticed it already, but Rihanna and I hadn't, yeah. and so we were just sitting there in the silence. It's like oh. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And it was almost like you were discovering the thing with the character as well, because the character didn't know at the time. Yeah. And it wasn't... I mean, there were some jump-scary moments. There definitely were. (laughs) There was was one that made me in a scream and then scare some of the people nearby us. (laughs) But they did utilize these really interesting 
non jump scare style, more just silent waiting. Oh, that's happening. Yes. yes. It's and I really appreciate that. Atmospheric movie. <laughs> Which is, it's, you know, like all found footage horror movies generally like have this as well, but this was very well done. And another Korean horror or thriller-esque movie, I don't know if I'd really call this a full-on horror, but it is very much a popular recent classic, classic, I'll say, because I don't know, the, the, the way the term classic is used sometimes, it could mean old school, you know, from back in the day, but at the same time, I mean, every day is back in the day, you know, like, what, yeah. what, what makes something old school, it's like, how long does it have to be, right? Yeah. And so, the, that movie is Train to Busan, which is just an iconic Korean zombie thriller horror movie. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if you follow us on Instagram at Fresh Off the Broke, <laughs> Plug. You would have you would have seen that I watched this last Halloween, <laughs> and it was it was a great time. I mean, it it wasn't your typical jump scary movie, and it all and it gen, generally wasn't all that horry. I'm making up words as I go, <laughs> but the visuals. And the way they depicted zombies was really interesting. I won't say that they invented running zombies, mm. but the way that they did it for this movie was really interesting. And prior to that, you know, I'm not a horror movie connoisseur, but prior to that, I hadn't watched anything with running zombies. And so <laughs> sitting there, I was, I was terrified. <laughs> I was just like, why are they sprinting? Why? <laughs> it was so... Oh my god. I Like I said, it, it's not the type of horror movie where you won't be able to sleep that night. But the adrenaline and the thrill is very much there. Mm-hmm. It's also emotional, right? Yeah, there's there are some parts that do touch on certain relationships or connections within the characters. But yeah, Spoiler. running zombies, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I. So scary. Just the Hard thought. pass from me. I know. I, I much prefer. I mean, from a media standpoint, the running zombies are more interesting. Oh, yeah. And unique. But from a hypothetical apocalypse standpoint, no. Yeah. I'll just, I'd rather just. Can I say I'd rather kill myself? Am I allowed to <laughs> I mean, if it's running zombies, I'm sure a lot of people would agree with you. Can, can I say this? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if, I don't know. But my mindset in an apocalypse has always been, listen, those zombie video games, you know, Last of Us, I respect the story. Not me. Yeah. I'm not looking to be the last person alive. Yeah, no. no what, what do I do after? 
repopulate the earth with myself. No, thank you. Not possible <laughs> in the first place. Yeah, no, thank you. Uh, I, I'm okay. The, the world, I mean, they've done the studies. They said that if uh, the world ended for humans, nature and the animals will always find their way back. Yeah. At least uh, partially, and then the world will be fine without us. Maybe running zombies would take over the world. <laughs> <laughs> running everywhere. I don't like that. Let's stop talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do have one other zombie-esque movie recommendation. And that movie is Aurora, which is also a more recent one. It's from 2018. And it is based off of a real-life ship collision crash. And it's basically one of those, oh, the survivors of the crash are still alive, but not alive. They're still there in the ocean kind of thing. Yeah. And plot-wise, you know, I'll be honest with everyone, it, it's not groundbreaking. But the cinematography was genuinely extremely beautiful, mm. especially since, you know, you have lots of scenes in the water or just relating to water. And I feel like they really captured, you know, the cool air you might feel by the sea or even the color grading. I believe that's what yeah. I thought it was really interesting and really nice. You know, I mean... <laughs> they didn't invent using cool colors. Oh yeah. Twilight did that. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. The goat. <laughs> the true goat. <laughs> yeah, that's the number one Asian horror movie recommendation. Twilight. Twilight. Yeah, that's the end of the episode, y'all. <laughs> <Bye. laughs> and it's a pretty well What's that term you use? A well-decorated movie. Yes. You know, like when an athlete has many awards. Yes. It's won many awards at the Metro Manila Film Festival, including Best Child Performer, Best Cinematography, Best Sound, and Best Visual Effects. And it also won an award at the Real Music Award for Overall Score of the Year. Ooh. Yeah. And I mean... The other movies we mentioned are also well-decorated or shows. Yeah. But uh, I felt the need to point this out because I made a comment about the cinematography. And I'm not the only one that's noticed. <laughs> it's, a, it's just very aesthetically pleasing, to put it simply. Mm. The colors and also the general atmosphere. Little things like that can do a lot for a movie. Yeah. And I say this as, you know, just a normal movie watcher. <laughs> no letterboxed account. <laughs> so one last recommendation. This technically isn't horror. It's more thriller. Uh, it's an anime movie and it's perfect blue. I'm sure a lot of people have heard of it or have watched it already. Um one of those it's one of those movies that it's not horror 
but it'll leave you feeling like weird. Mm-hmm. Weird, I guess, is the best way to put it. I, again, I don't want to spoil too much. Um, Perfect Blue has actually inspired, um, or it's been ripped off. It's oh, really? The, what's the movie? Oh, The Black Swan with Natalie Portman. Is that, oh! Let me, let me double check that. Natalie, po- yeah, Natalie Portman. So there are, if you search up Perfect Blue and Natalie, or not Natalie Portman, Perfect Blue and the Black Swan, you can actually see, like, key shots, key frames that are taken from Perfect Blue and put in um, the Black Swan. And, yeah. In my opinion, Perfect Blue is better. (laughs) The original is always better. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And to my understanding, they're kind of different. So Uh it's not like the same movie, just one is completely westernized, you know? Uh Uh-huh. But same basis. Right. Yeah. Yeah, um, as as you say this, I'm remembering. I, yeah, I haven't personally watched Perfect Blue, but I remember seeing the comparison post Mm -hmm. and them saying like, oh, this shot is exactly the same basically yeah it's it's the bathtub shot if you if you know either movie specifically uh the black swan there is a key shot of like natalie portman in a bathtub and all you can see is like she's hunched over in like a fetal position and you can see like down her spine Uh that iconic shot quote-unquote is from perfect blue like it's the exact same shot Uh uh-huh and they're both very similar in terms of plot yeah because the two protagonists they deal with very similar things and they're both performer performers yes well the more you know or i guess in my case the more you remember yeah i forgot about this situation (laughs) yeah i mean i've watched perfect blue many times but um, I have heard from people that Perfect Blue is the type of movie that you only watch once. <laughs> My friend told me that after we watched it, and I was like, oh, <laughs> I've watched this multiple times already, and I enjoy it. But yeah, uh-huh. highly recommend. Yeah, Re- Rihanna and I will be watching this later. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And if you want to watch with us, let us know, and we'll open up a Patreon or something, or a Twitch. <laughs> you went straight for the Patreon. Yeah. I mean, if y'all are interested, we could do that, too. Yeah. That would be fun, though, watching horror movies. Yeah. There there are streamers that do watch parties. Yeah. That's something we could do. Oh, y'all. <laughs> we should make a Twitch or no? <laughs> There's Let only us one know. answer, by the way. Yeah. Start We're with waiting. <laughs> it ends with S. Yeah. And it's three letters. And it rhymes with Ness. And West. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. We're waiting. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs>
you know, depending on when you're listening to this, we hope you have a great Halloween. We hope you had a great Halloween. And a safe Halloween. Yes. Please. 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 You know, let's not endanger ourselves in any way. Yes. <laughs> we only like good, fun frights. Not actual scary stuff. Because <laughs> that's yeah, not let's fun. not do anything life threatening. No. Yeah. I mean, yes, in the sense that I agree with the no. Not. We want to put that out there. And like I said earlier, if you got a Halloween costume in mind, maybe it's inspired from one of the movies you got on. Tell us. I love hearing about people's Halloween costumes, yes. cosplay, stuff like that. Because I think costume design is very interesting. I'm not particularly skilled or experienced in that in any way. But I like hearing and seeing about these things. And you know, as always, thanks for tuning in today. Whether it's your first episode, your second episode, your tenth, your forty second. We appreciate know I've already kind of did a bit of a feel free to comment but as always feel free to comment <laughs> leave a comment down below about any of the movies that we may have mentioned have you watched them are you planning on watching them did you watch one after this episode what do you think you love it hate it we're okay with either you know to each, to each their own no movie's perfect. <laughs> Someone in the comments is like, no. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> there is a perfect movie. I was gonna say, in a pulp fiction, but I don't think I should trigger oh anyone. Oh like, my. If you guys like this episode and want to stay connected with us, check out our website in the description. It contains links to our streaming platforms, such as Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, and more. Follow us for more behind-the-scenes content, announcements, and other random things we decide to put on there. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Or will we? <laughs> da, da, da.